I hear them talking in the streets, but they don't say the real. We really debating the industry and what the six of feel. Cold shoulders turn to open arms when you on for real. Ain't no strangers to the bricks. Now let's build something for real. It's too real, real, it's too real. Yo, what's good, people? It's your boy East. It's too real. Back for another episode, man. You know, it's always a blessing to be back to make it to another week. You know what I'm saying? A blessing to be able to speak to you guys. You know what I'm saying? A blessing for y'all to listen. And you know what I'm saying? A blessing to connect with you guys. You know what I mean? I appreciate each every every listener. Um it's November, man. Whole new month. Almost the ending of the year, man. I'm telling you, drop that Twinkie right now, man. If you said you was gonna lose weight before the year is done, drop that Twinkie right now. You know what I'm saying? You could lose 15 pounds in a month and a half. So, you know what I'm saying? Keep keep it up, man. Keep all them goals up that you said you was going to finish strong. Start the new year strong. Start now. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm on right now. I'm definitely on trying to conquer some goals out. You know what I'm saying? Some goals that I let slip out from under me. Just getting complacent. You know what I'm saying? By thinking I, I had already done everything I need to do and stuff. So, um, you know, focus up. Um. Like I said, we always talk about the weather, you know what I mean, on this podcast before we get into everything, man. I, I'm from a place where it's really cold. It's really cold out here in Toronto. It's really cold where we used to snow in November. And right now, there's no snow. So it's always something to talk about when I realized it's November and Halloween came and there was no snow. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to those snowy Halloweens. And they, like, I don't know. I, it's hard to even believe. the. I don't know why the weather people even get paid anymore, to be honest, because... They forecast shit that does not come, you know what I mean? Like, they're 50% right now nowadays. Like, they said Halloween was going to be gusts, winds of up to, I can't remember how many miles per hour, and crazy snow, and none of that shit happened. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. I saw an article today that said, like, 142 scientists have come together to talk about global warming and the effects that the world will go through if not corrected. I just hope we ain't going to be here for that, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I can't go through no total recall shit. But, you know what I'm saying? We are here, man. Well, I'm I'm here. You know what I'm saying? It's been a minute since I did this alone. But, you know, the show must go on. Uh, shout out to the boy Swan. Real busy. Got a lot of shit going on, man. But, you know, our work, dedication. Um, Where do I start, man? So much going on, man. So much. Um, From... Oh, okay, let's just let's start here. Let's start here, man. There's a lot. There's there's some local issues going on. You know what I'm saying? Twitter was um in an uproar, but I but I think Twitter, Twitter, Toronto Twitter is just like that. They'll get an uproar over any and everything. But I think there's valid reason here. You know what I'm saying? Um, because the people on Twitter are young people. You know what I'm saying? People that are finding themselves, getting their careers together, just you know, just starting to blossom in life. You know what I'm saying? And once that 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 time in your life when you get a career, you start working, you're trying to pay off these bills, you know what's next? You know what I mean, you want to you want to find a place to live. And a lot of people in Toronto are having this issue of having a place to live. You know what I'm saying? Um we are at the point where I don't know how this came about, but there is a, an advertisement at I think Young and Dundas of a video of Pharrell Williams, yes Pharrell I was just frontin', you know what I mean? That for real, yeah. I don't know. He, he's always been an artsy nigga, a designer, a creative, whatever you want to call him. 
He is designing a condo in Toronto. In Toronto. I'm going to say Toronto, not Toronto. In Toronto. At Young and Eglinton. What the fuck? Since when is Pharrell an architect? I'm just, I'm just going to play this this advertisement or whatever, whatever this speech is. I'm so sorry that I'm not able to make it to Toronto for today's announcement, um, but I'm definitely coming for the new year. Um, we're like so pumped and so grateful for this opportunity. Um, it's just amazing. Um, I feel like everything that we put into this project, uh, which is called Untitled, um, is just you know, trying to make sure that, like, people had a feeling when they walk into the building, when they see the building, but when they walk into the building, we want to make sure that, like, it continued to, like, give you the message of, like, this amazing vibration of being home. And once you get in it, you make it you. You know, it's universally beautiful, um, but there's enough space for you to get into it and make it yourself. And I'm just grateful to work with Reserve Properties, Westdale, and uh, the design uh, on Untitled. Man, all the all, only thing that building tells me, that shit sounds expensive. Like, did you hear what he said about something's creative, but just give you that feeling when you just know that you're home? Like, what? Like, yo, home is home. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I know Pharrell's artsy, man. This, this place probably gonna have a club, a sneaker store, a little fashion outlet, you know what I'm saying? In, in the condo. Like, it's gonna be expensive, man. A fountain with like doves that fly out every night. I don't know, man. Like that shit sounds expensive, man. But um, yeah, that's what's going on, man. That's that's what Untitled put at Young and Dundas for the whole Toronto to see, and I, that's just where we are right now, man. Young and Young and Eglinton. But yeah, so you know, you've seen a lot of narratives on Twitter about Pharrell is helping to gentrify Toronto, blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? I it, they would have been mad regardless if um, they were building the condo. You know what I'm saying? The young Eglinton. People are mad regardless. But just to see, like, it's like kind of taking the piss, as they would say in England. It's taking the piss where it's like, all right, y'all just putting up condos for fun. Like, y'all putting up experimental condos. That you, when you got an artist, a producer um, designing a condo, it's like, this is just fun. You know what I'm saying? This is for fun. But I don't, I don't want to necessarily call it a problem because that means... The reason why it's, it's it's fucked up out here is because if there was no people to move into these houses and these condos, then they wouldn't be put up. They wouldn't sell. You know what I'm saying? There are people that can afford this shit. And those people that can afford it, there are people that can't afford it and are not complaining. And there's people that can't afford it and are like, yo, this shit's still too too expensive. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, it's kind of hard... I don't know. I I, I want to see something done. I really do. Man. I want to see the market come down a little bit more. I want to see um, people be able to buy houses, down payments, and things like that go down. But I just don't see it changing when people are still buying. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the market. You know, I'm supply and demand. Like there's still a fucking demand out here for homes and for people to move in. And as expensive as as expensive as it is. No, people want that. People are not going to waste the opportunity to move. You know what I'm saying? People are like, yo, I need, I need that place. 
my job's right here. It's convenient for what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Toronto is one of the best cities in the world. I say it's the best city, but just as far as making things happen, you know, it's a great market. So, yeah, man, it's going, it's, it's getting rough out here. You know what I'm saying? I cannot lie. And when I see Pharrell designing it, and Young Eggington is, um, you know what I'm saying, it's, they say that they're knocking down Little Jamaica as well. You know what I'm saying? Young Eggington, you just keep going down Eggington, and you will find yourself in some of the most hood spots, you know what I'm saying, like the Duffer and Eggington's, you know what I'm saying, and it's just all the way down that line. Um, yeah, so they're knocking all those down. It's crazy how, whether you come to Mississauga, Brampton, they're putting, con like, you, they, they can put a condo, don't knock a Tim Hortons down to put a condo. Like, it don't even make no sense how you can put up a, like, how the foundation of the ground is that strong for it to just hold this whole building in this little-ass space. I, I need to talk to architect, but that's definitely what's going on out there, man. Pharrell is bringing his his talents to Toronto to d design condos, you know what I'm saying? But um, God will make a way. That's all I can say, man, because politicians ain't going to do it. You know what I'm saying? God will make a way, and you will make a way for yourself. That's just the only way you can do it, you know what I'm saying? The only way to make yourself not have these problems is, you know what I mean, just start making more money or just or just find a way to live within your means because it's getting spooky out here. I'm not going to lie, you know what I'm saying? But we we got to make it. We going to make it. Um, A nationwide investigation says, reveals that hundreds of thousands of Canadians could be consuming dangerous levels of lead in tap water. I haven't drank tap water since... Since I got back from Nigeria, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, like for those that have been listening to the show, like, you know, I was sent back to Nigeria, you know what I mean? I came back. In Nigeria, you don't drink tap water, right? You just drink water from your, your fucking, whatever you, what's that water? That water that water thing, man. That I don't know. You put the water in there, you, see, you, you can get hot water, cold water. I can't remember the name right now. The filter. Or you just buy bottled water, or you buy water in a bag, but you don't drink from the tap. So I just kept that same habit. When I got here, even though I know our water's clean here, they will say, but I have to stick to bottled water, man. But some people, it, it, it's a tricky thing because some people will tell you bottled water is bad for you. You know what I'm saying? And it's also bad for the environment, which I can't agree with because I have so many bottles that I have to get rid of every time. But drinking from the tap, man, just something about the, I don't know, man. Something about how the water from the toilet and the tap is all the same water, man, like, I, I I don't trust that particular filter right in my crib from where the, the water's coming out to just be, nah, man. I'd rather lie to myself and tell, tell myself that the Kirkland who's bottling my water is going through all the procedures, even if you don't know, even if they're not, you know what I'm saying? What you don't know won't, won't kill you. But for me to drink the same water that I know shit and piss is being flushed and just filtering, nah, bruh, nah, that ain't gonna work. Um... So yeah, man, the government out here got a lot, got a lot of shit to fix, man. A lot of shit to fix, man. Especially with this violence going on, I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it again and again. Toronto is not the same place, man. I know we've had years of the gun in '05, '07. There's been so many years of different things, but it's just like the the type of victims you see now. It's kind of scary, you know. what I'm saying a lot of women being shot. Just casualties, women being around men and just, all right, fuck it, women are getting shot with these men, houses being shot up. It's not even really like um, the the usual places that people get shot. People get shot at train stations, in there, like people shooting through your house, shooting in malls, shooting on highways between cars. Like it's it's getting crazy, man. Like 
it's it's getting crazy. And I know that if you if you listen to the podcast, you know what I'm saying, and you're not from Toronto, you you don't feel it. You know what I'm saying. But if you're from here, you look at CB24. All you see is these headlines. You know what I'm saying. All you see is that shit. So we got a we got a lot to do, man. So we are gonna see how the city city responds to all the stuff that's going on, man. Because there's gonna be a point where it's like, yo, fuck politicians, fuck all that shit. Like, yo, there's mad violence in the city. People are homeless. People are going to food banks to eat. Like, it's it's serious out here. There's a lot of poverty going on in Toronto right now. Like, people are really homeless. Like, I don't think people understand. You go down downtown and people are homeless. People people are struggling to even find a place. To, like, people are even trying to get a place. The the rent, the rent market is so crazy because people are in lines to get a spot. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many people. It's like, yo, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's like they didn't plan for Toronto having this many people. And it doesn't seem like... Okay, Mississauga and Brampton undeveloped, but the out surrounding cities, ain't nobody trying to really move to Caledon. Ain't much out there. Ain't nobody trying to move to Whitby, move to Shelburne and all these spots. You know what I'm saying? It's like you want you want a developed place. You know what I'm saying? So people are competitive, competing to stay here in the GTA, man, and, and these the numbers is rising. So it's going to get to a point where something's going to give, man. Something's going to give. Um Yo, honestly, man, I hate that I have to report this. You know what I'm saying, man. But Popeye's brought that chicken sandwich back, and and just the effects of the first one is really it's 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 embedded in people's brains that this sandwich is more than a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? A man lost his life in Maryland, was stabbed to death outside of a Popeye's restaurant over a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like it's already, it's really embedded into you, like, knowing that, nah, nah, I need that, like, yo, it's, it, and that's what I've, I've, I've not to, like, boast, you know what I mean, and pat myself on the back, but I've never been a hype beast, I've never liked what people liked, I've never saw value in something that never had value, you know what I'm saying, I, somebody could never gas me, just tell me silver is gold, like, I'll never look, I don't want to look at it just like it's silver, you know what I'm saying, like, no matter what, and, this chicken sandwich, like, it's just, you know, people buying 15 of them just so that they can, like, on Twitter, a nigga had 15 just so he could shut down the store and, and just put up pictures and just make sure. Basically, if you buy 15, then the person behind you is going to have to wait or they might not have any more. You know what I'm saying? But you buying 15, knowing damn well, like, you're not going to eat 15 sandwiches. He was just tweeting and getting his retweets. But it's just like, it's hype. We're using chicken sandwiches for hype. We're using chicken sandwiches for likes now. We're using chicken sandwiches to, as talking points. It's fucked up. A man died over a chicken sandwich, man. Like, we really gotta do better. Like, that that is the shit right there that get like that is that complete stereotype that the white man would love to use. You know what I'm saying? That's some nigga shit right there. That 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 could be on the boondocks. A nigga died over a chicken sandwich. And Popeye's sitting back just wheezy and a fried. Like they're just laughing. This is more advertising, more more shit for them. And they still, you know, Popeyes is thinking right now. Like Popeyes is banking right now. And they're like, yo, when we really need right now, we're up. We're 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 in the black. We've made profit. What Popeyes is thinking right now, once they feel like yo, they need to make some more bread, they're gonna drop the sandwich out here in Canada. You know what I'm saying? Have Americans flying over the border saying that sandwich just came over to Toronto. It's here. Because we haven't got that sandwich yet. Like all this hype, all this, all this wild shit. And they still never said, you know what? Let's bring that sandwich over here. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna bring it here when it's not there for no there no more. But for a man to die with chicken sandwich is just ridiculous, man. Rest in peace to that guy. 
And then we have the dummy who killed him who's going to be like, yo, what you, what you in here for? Yo, I killed a nigga for a chicken sandwich, son. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? Man, I always tell people, man, like, I, I'm not I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? But that's one thing I learned. I, I used to be a person that really made a lot of split decisions as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Or as a youngster, as, oh, I get mad right away. I'll do something dumb. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff, it won't even benefit me. It's just at the moment you think this is the right thing to do. Nah, because every action is definitely going to cost you, man. It's really stabbing nigga over a chicken sandwich. Like, nah, you about to do life over a chicken sandwich, man. God bless. Um, I don't know why I reported this first, but over the, over the, over the week, we lost a legend. And, you know, I'm not even using that word lightly. This guy is a legend. Like, he has been on... Some of our favorite things, giving us laughs over and over again. Bang bang, you know what I'm saying? Um, we lost John Witherspoon. Um, it's 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 crazy, man. Because you know what I'm saying. For those that don't know, John Witherspoon. Like it depends on your era and your generation. You know what I'm saying. My generation, he's most famous for the Friday series. You know what I'm saying. Um, being Craig's dad, Ice Cube's dad, pops. Um. But then you know you might know him from Boomerang. You might know him from the Five Heartbeats. You know what I'm saying? If you're a little, a little younger, I mean older. You know what I'm saying? He he's done a lot, man. His catalog, House Party. His catalog is crazy. I'm 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 gonna get you, sucker. Um, I got the hookup. Like all those, all those. He loved. I don't want to say made love to make black people laugh, but I guess he. Like his his a lot of his movies catered to catered to us, you know what I'm saying? Um and it's Doctor Doodle too, Soul Plane. Um Little Man, yeah, he was the dad in Little Man. Uh, that was actually a good movie, and everybody that knows me knows I don't really fuck with the Wayne's brothers like that. But Little Man was a Little Man was a cool movie. Um he was in there, he was he was he was the pops telling the telling the daughter that the fucking baby's wild and nobody was believing him. No, nah, John Witherspoon, man, like Friday, like just certain things he did, man. Classic. And Friday kept talking about, you know, they're they're making a new Friday, but like, how you gonna have it without pops? You know what I'm saying? Nobody can play him, so you're gonna just have to re write him out of that, write his character out of the script, which is probably kind of hard because he have probably have a lot of scenes with, you know what I mean? It's it's crazy, man. But that's life. Um, you win some, you lose some, but you live to fight another day. Put the gun down, son. Yo, <laughs> man, nah, man, rest in peace, John Witherspoon, man, you know, but it's it's a life worth living, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he left a legacy behind, He's he'll be forever immortal, generations to come will laugh, you know what I'm saying, at the things he did, you know what I'm saying? Just I just keep remembering certain Friday scenes, like, you know what I'm saying, when he's driving to Craig on next Friday in the highway, I'm coming, Craig, got the hot sauce on my burrito, ooh, so good to me. Then he nigga had to go to the bathroom, had the runs. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't nobody go in there two, three, four, five minutes. Worry, man. But um, rest in peace to John Weatherspoon. Another day he died at 77. You know what I'm saying? That is a great age to go. Not like you know, there's not. It's not about to go. But you know, the Bible says, you know, what I mean, we're supposed to live to 70, 80 if we are strong. You know what I'm saying? And the way the world's going, a lot of people ain't made it to that. Made 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 it there yet? You know what I'm saying? Made the 70, or let alone 60 or 50. So. He lived a fruitful life, man. Uh, he, he successful life. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Cause I'm. I don't think people understand. Like I really watch those movies a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um. So rest in peace to him, man. Uh. What else? What else? What else been going on out there, man? 
Um, Pops, I'm sorry to go from from you to this guy, man. But you know, we just talking actors right now. Cuba Gooding Jr., man, what is going on with this brother? Yo, Cuba Gooding Jr., what is going on with you? Furious Styles did not raise Trey to be acting like this. You know what I'm saying? Let me out the car, though. You, you, you asked Doughboy to let you out the car because you had sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? 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 Yo, he... 15 women have now come forward to say Cuba Gooding Jr. has sexually... Man, I don't even know, man. Three women have accused him of groping them. Um, all 15 of them are saying the man has been wilding at the mouth saying some wild shit like he walked up on a lady and said I want you to sit on my face and piss in my mouth like just walked up on her and said this shit and this is just crazy it's like yo bro like there are real groupies out there there are real fast women that will fuck you even though you're not who you once were you know what I'm saying? And they will feel do everything in the world you want them to do. I just don't understand. Like, see, it's like with Cosby. It's and it's really weird too. See, Cosby Cosby shit, it seems like he was doing it in his heyday. Why is Cuba Gooding Jr. doing it now? Why not? Why won't you why why how come nobody accused you of doing all this shit when you was popping as a playboy? You know what I'm saying? Like when you probably could have got all the women you wanted. Why are you now? doing this shit and there's a video of him in the club and he's drunk i i, I assume he's drunk because he's saying some shit like something about baby pussy or some shit yeah he was just wilding man he was just wilding man like Cuba were good in junior i don't know man it's just it's just sad to see legends like he's he's done some classic movies man radio um of course boys in the hood um jerry Maguire. you know what i'm saying like he he's done some movies that I like, and it's like, damn, bro, you wild. I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to watch Boys in the Hood a couple more times just in case, you know. I, cancel season's coming. We're gonna have to get this nigga up out of here. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna take Boys in the Hood off Netflix and shit. This nigga, this nigga wildin'. But um, yeah, man, Cuba Gooding Jr. Man, uh, I don't know, man. You know, I hope all 15 women are lying. Chances are in this world that doesn't really happen, man. 50 women don't just come up on you and say some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? There's mad people in the world. Why aren't they saying it to all these other niggas that be out there with mad bitches? You know what I'm saying? Because they're getting consent and they ain't talking like that. So, I mean, these niggas get what they deserve. You know what I'm saying? Um, Do want to clear up something, man. Shout out to my, the good brother, Jason Mitchell, man. The good brother, man. Um. I don't know what he did, but he didn't do what people made it seem like he did. So shout out to that brother. We gonna we gonna we gonna shout you out, bro. Um, Jason Mitchell from the Shy, aka Brandon Coogie's brother, um, who also played Easy E. He was kicked off of the the Shy and um, a movie called Desperado dropped by his agency. Like mad shit happened, and you know, this is 2019. Like, you know, what I mean, we it's hard. They say. Innocent till proven guilty, but when a nigga gets dropped from all them shits, 2019, you just straight just get safe and just play. Yo, that nigga, that nigga did something like he and he did something sexual. You know what I'm saying? And that was a narrative that was pushed by a lot of blogs and a lot of just social media. You know what I'm saying? That is where news comes from nowadays. And he got on the Breakfast Club and and cleared it up. It wasn't no sexual shit. You know what I'm saying? And that that 
That's where I don't give a shit. Like after it's not sexual and he didn't punch or hit the woman, he said he might have um made made them feel uncomfortable for for talking in an aggressive manner or something like that, but it wasn't sexual, you know what I'm saying? That's what he said and nobody's come out to check him on it and there are no there are like he was literally fired for misconduct from from HR. Like he was paid full money but just fired in front and they didn't tell him what it was, but he he came out and said it wasn't sexual, and the Breakfast Club kind of said they never heard it was sexual. So shout out to him, man. Like it's fucked up how the media will paint that narrative. Like, yo, that nigga got fired. He he had a problem with his co-host. He was they said he was harassing his co-host, and that he had to she had to bring her husband to the set because she was so uncomfortable with the passes he was making at her, and that wasn't even the case apparently. Like that did not come up in the interview. So I. I, I really don't know what to believe out there in the media, man. That shit's crazy, man. Because I, I was mad at him. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, bro, you had a good thing going for you on the shy, like a real good thing going for you. going to do that. like, Because I never, my personally, I know it's a sickness. Don't get me wrong. But I can never understand when you're famous, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're famous and and you can get bitches and you, because and, I, I already know, you know what I mean? There was a time when I was, I was you know what I mean, out there just, Acting like I, I had no sense, you know what I'm saying, and and I I, I knew what it, I knew what I could do out there, you know what I'm saying. So, um, so when it comes to women, I know what I could do out there. So I always think like, imagine being amplified where I'm on the screen. I'm not even, I'm not even thinking of money because I don't plan to just you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But um, I don't. I I just wonder when niggas that are famous and have the clout and all these women begging at them like and they start doing wild nasty shit like sexual like taking sex from women and or like saying aggressive shit or just just doing wild shit you know what i'm saying and it's like i don't get them like yo you have women at your back and call so it's really a sickness and just all in all to get back to jason mitchell it's just good to know that he didn't do that you know what i'm saying that's what they made it seem like he did but he said his career is still popping he has a new movie coming out so i wish him the best you know what I'm saying? He's a good actor. Like, Mudbound. Like, they took Mudbound off Netflix. Like, he got it bad. I don't think you guys understand. And for it not to be sexual and for him not to have put his hands on somebody, that 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 kind of sounds crazy. Like, they took his movies off Netflix, bro. Like, that's that's crazy. And that was a Netflix production. Netflix, like, that. that's your money. Like, you put that money up and now you're taking it off, so... um, It's just it's just crazy that all this shit happened to him, but um, I hope he bounces back, you know what I'm saying? And and gets back to what he's doing and what he needs to do. Um, happy birthday to the big dog. You know what I mean? Take that, take that, take that. 50 years old to Diddy, man. That's that's amazing, man. 50. I hope he, I hope he lives to see 100, man. A legend, a living mogul, um, a fucking huge part of hip-hop. Um, yeah, icon. That's Diddy for you, man. Um, happy 50th birthday to him. Still living like a nigga that's my age, you know what I'm saying? Young nigga still looks young. Living his best life, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to the boy, the man Diddy, the grown man Diddy, man. I can see the boy. Um, <clears throat> They say there's a new J. Cole album on the way. Let's see, you know what I'm saying? I, let's see. I, I want to hear it, you know what I'm saying? He was at a show, and he, he, he was giving the fans a little teases to say, yo, it's that time. You know what I'm saying, and I think it is that time. It's that it, it kind of is that time. You know, I've been listening to Lil TJ, NBA Young Boy, um, but my favorite rappers need to come back. Like, where's Kendrick at? Where's Drake at? Where's J Cole at? Where's Where's Lil Baby at? Like, 
there's a there's a little shortage, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of good music out there right now, but it seems like the top guys are just chilling. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if they're, they're waiting to drop for Christmas or when or in the new year, but like, yeah, Kendrick's been quiet. You know, you know he, he already doesn't do social media, so it's like he's probably just cooking up crazy. Like, Drake still gives us, you know what I mean, an inside, you know, let you know what's going on. So, shout out to Drake, man. He put up some shit on Instagram. I think he's he's about to start his marijuana company, man. And I could see, like, people just going to buy the weed because it's Drake's weed, but yeah, man. You know, he he's... The wee bit I've been hearing that the wee business is such a crazy business, and when you have to, if you have millions to play with and stuff like that, you can grow your own shit. I think it's called More Life. I don't know if it's More Life Cannabis, but he he um tagged something called More Life on his Instagram, and if it's loud, you know, like you know, get an album, get a get an OVO ticket with a half ounce on one package, seven seven hundred fifty five dollars. I'm so with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm so with it. That sounds like a good package. Um, but yo, and they shout out to all the rappers, man, doing that know that your music isn't the only way to eat. You know what I'm saying? Use their platform and, and become real businessmen. I, I I love it. I love it. Um, the game was on everyday struggle, man, and it it wasn't a long conversation, but it was a good conversation and it was a well needed conversation because you know the game has been getting under everybody's skin. You know what I'm saying? Because um, a lot of people felt that. He was um using Nipsey's name to to profit to to just get clout. I would I don't I don't know I don't know what they were trying to say, but there was there was a situation as far as Nipsey's prolific. You know Nipsey has prolific tattoo on his on his face. You know no, you know I'm I'm a I'm gonna just play the clips, man. Um, it was actually really good. So long, nigga grew after that. I grew an afro. Yeah, that was crazy. He just said, I see him like, what shit wasn't that cute. So I braided the shit. When <laughs> nah, I braided man, the niggas, like, you, you trying to be Nipsey. He was trying to be Nipsey, man. Nigga, so when Nipsey braided his hair, he was trying to be AI. When AI braided his, he trying to be Snoop. When Snoop braided his, he Harriet Tubman, nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, good if, if I cut my shit bald, I'm Michael Jordan, motherfucker. Like, like can I live, my nigga? You know what I'm saying? And you know, God bless my brother's soul. But if he was here, you know, Nipsey sit on his couch and he'll tell you my contribution to his career. I wrote down my demo. I mean, I wrote down my window for Nipsey and took his demo. Nigga, a car full of, I mean, uh, uh, you know, with 20 Crips outside of my Range Rover with a Glock on my lap. I didn't know if them niggas was coming to shoot or if it was, you know, or what they was on. But when he handed out his demo, I asked him, do you have his number on it? Brought him to the studio. I got on the song. It, it was um, Day Row. And then I took him on. I took, I took uh, Nipsey and Kendrick around the, around the world, man, for, nigga, like 100 dates. So, so do you think, like, sometimes it's the internet? Because I started seeing it just, like, on the nigga, internet. Nigga, fuck the internet. I don't live for that shit. Mm. No, but like, even on the blogs, it was like, oh, like the prolific records. That's like, that's him. What to blog? Get you see what we got to do when we read these blogs, when you're, when you are the celebrity or the icon or the, the entertainer in question, nigga, who behind the blog? Is that a human? Well, supposedly one of his, somebody who was cool with him, like says something about it. That's why people repost it. That's just like, one man. That's just one man. Yeah. Man. yeah. You know I mean, when, when that came out, like even I, I said it, I was like, yo, I, I think that, you know, People try to give you flack for how you mourn, and I'm like, you can't tell nobody how to mourn. Not even that. Everything that I've done, Nipsey, anything, mention it. Say something. Post something. I've ran past Black Sam just out of respect, not because I have to, just because that's Nipsey's brother, and that is the nigga who controls anything Nipsey. And when Black Sam tell me, bro, we, I love you, I know what you did, do your thing, blessings, the marathon continues, then fuck what anybody else got to say.
And of course, the world watching or people on internet, you don't know, you're not in my phone when, when Sam responds or when I check on him and see if he all right. But everybody jumped to conclusions, got something to say. And you know what? At the end of the day, they are entitled to that. That's their motherfucking iPhone. Yo, um, I, I agree with a lot he said. Um, the only thing I don't agree with, the prolific thing, if, if you ran it past Black Sam and he said it's all, it's all good, it's all good. It's there's nothing you don't own. Nipsey doesn't own the word prolific, though he had it tatted on his face. You know what I'm saying? It was something he always mentioned. I'm prolific. I'm the type to go get it. You know what I'm saying? No question. Um, breaking boulders down into extras, man. That nigga Nips, rest in peace, man. Um, but um, yeah. So that was the only thing. But definitely, game always showed Nipsey love. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. That tour he's talking about, it was Kendrick, J Rock. Uh, Nipsey and one more article. They they always talked about that tour. It was a long tour, man. Like I think '07. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, they always had a good relationship, definitely. But I could see where people would think, like, think he okay. The braids, him getting braids, people are sick for him. People say, yo, a nigga got braids. So, yo, he's trying to be like Nipsey. Yo, nowadays, right now, the new era, a lot of niggas is getting braids. That's just a new wave right now that people are going back to braids. To say a nigga got braids because of Nipsey is crazy, but yeah, the the game. He, the, I like what Ma, um, Wayno said. You can't tell a nigga how to mourn. Niggas is mad at the game for posting Nipsey every Monday. You know what I'm saying? I I, I like that because I like to, to keep it on your mind, keep it fresh. That every time you see that on a Monday, you be like, damn, this is a man that was doing his thing. He died for nothing. Um, he was he was great. Look what he did. Look where he came from, and that's motivation right there. Like that can that could you could have be having a shit Monday. You wake up, go look at the games, Instagram. Like oh damn, oh shit, yo. And then this just snap you right back out. You have a whole, a whole new appreciation for life. You know what I'm saying? If, if Nipsey meant something to you, or if you can draw something from his life, you know what I'm saying? So keep his name alive. Um, yeah, man. Now it was a dope. It was a actual dope conversation, man. Um. I'm going to play one more clip because the game is wildin'. The game is wild. Listen to this. I even know what happened. <laughs> and I was like, big cap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the end of the day, man, like me and 50 were great at a time when we needed to be and we serviced hip-hop as a as a whole. You know what I'm saying? And Jimmy Iovine used to say we were like, you know, the Black Beatles. No disrespect to nobody else, but... At that time, man, you got to understand, G-Unit, we was getting a million a show, 50 was taking half a show, and then we would still split 100,000 for, you know, like, you know what I mean, 500,000 between me, Buck, Banks, and Yayo. So we're all 23 years old making 100,000 a show, where G-Unit was doing 100 shows, nigga, a tour. So we were, I'm still spending G-Unit money. Like, we're we're beyond good. And so it, it, it. It's funny to me when a motherfucker reads Shade Room and be like, oh, game lost seven million to a bitch. That bitch don't got a dime. <laughs> what is that about? Like, Nigga, it's a lion, it's a lion bitch making up a story. And that shit is fucking crazy. Cause I had a fucking dentist appointment and I missed court that a judge would give a bitch like a judgment for seven million. So it's an actual judgment. Do you have to pay it? Because they said they started taking your royalties. I'm oh, like, oh yeah. man. How I look. You look good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should see how I came. <laughs> We good, man. I'm not giving that bitch nothing on camera, nigga. <laughs> I'm broke. Yo, okay. yo, honestly, man, I just, yo, niggas is wild, bro. Yo, the game is wild, bro. I just, yo, honestly, I'm sure there's ways of moving your money around. Like, to give a girl, to give a, 
to give a bitch seven mil, to give a bitch seven mil, to give anybody seven mil. You know what I'm saying? But to give it because for something you feel you're not guilty of is crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I just don't know how you can literally be on, on camera, you know what I mean, saying I ain't giving a shit and how a, a judge can award it and somehow the money just doesn't come. Like, how does that work? I mean, you still got to pay your taxes. So, like, will they now, like, like how does that work? You're going to have to do certain things, you know what I'm saying, that, like, if you're making money, you're going to pay your taxes and they're going to show you're making money. How come she's not being paid? But I, I believe the game. If it was me, I'd literally be going down with a fight, like, before I give up a dollar. Like, a dollar. I would be fighting, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, I completely get where he's coming from. He said he ain't giving that bitch a dollar. She ain't getting a dime. And he's still looking like he, he got money, so... Shout out to the game, man. I don't know how niggas be beating a legal system like that. They 50, 50 had to pay for cross, baby mama. Um, who else got sued, man? I seen a couple niggas get sued, man. Them blurred line niggas, Marvin Gaye's estate, they took that money. You know what I'm saying? So somebody got to explain this to me, how how the game's getting away with this. But um, that's, just, that's, just, that's just great. That shit was funny. But, yo, you should definitely go watch the... Um, the everyday struggle with the game. He spoke about six nine. Um, spoke about a couple of things, man. Um, his new album coming out. He's about to be forty. Just, 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 yo, just good conversation. Because the game, man. Like, if you're from that generation, I'm a ninety one baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to be twenty eight. Like the game, man. I, I always tell niggas, I was a G unit soldier, man. Like, I was a G unit soldier, man. Like, man, I would buy anything G unit. A wife beater, the shoes, the Reeboks, um, every every mixtape I'd have, every album, you know what I'm saying? Like, so with a game, like he he's definitely like his first two albums, like I know him, I, like top to bottom, they were just embedded in me. So like when when he's you don't really get to hear him speak a lot, you know what I'm saying? And he seems like he's matured a lot. He spoke about the Joe Budden, Sin Santana situation, you know what I mean? The diss track, he he, I guess not diss track, but he said it was two years old. You know what I'm saying? He he had wrote it at the time, and he's like, yo, niggas, academics ask him, like, you can't, do you feel you can't do that when people have families with these people? He said, yo, it you have families with these people, but still, like, they still, it still happened. He said, yo, he had Kim in the studio when Kanye was producing for him. You know what I'm saying? Kim was with him. You know what I'm saying? And now the roles are reversed. So it's like, yo, like he's like, this is this is my life. This is the life that I've lived. So he's gonna talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's always been the game's MO. You know what I mean? He's gonna talk about the shit. Jay-Z, man, I don't know, man. To be on Hove's level, to do the things Hove does, it's just it's just different. It's just different. Meek Mill put up a picture on a, on his Instagram story and was like. Hove sent these watches out, which are Rolexes, as VIP passes. So I don't know where they're going, but you, wherever you go, you got to show that watch so you can get in. Do you understand? Bro, like, bro, Hove, Hove is on some next shit, man. That is some next shit. It ain't niggas' birthdays. It ain't nothing. These are the passes into the, into the spot tonight. Put this watch on. That's you right there. I don't know how many he sent out, but me got one. You know what I'm saying? So... Shout out to the boy Hove, man. That's that's the guy you want to do it. Like December, December, December fourth is coming up. Yo, Hove about to be Hove about to be fifty two. Holy shit! 
Oh, about to be 52. Him and him, him and Diddy, man. These are the guys leading hip-hop, man. And I, I, we, we in good hands. Russell Simmons is somewhere in Bali fighting cases. <laughs> Yo, Russ. <laughs> Russell Simmons is a wild boy. Nigga, nigga's been in Bali for like six, seven months saying, fuck it. I ain't coming back. Niggas ain't, niggas ain't gonna do me like they do the mother niggas now. <laughs> Yo, America is really a funny place because it's like, Y'all going to all these other countries. When it comes to like y'all drugs, y'all will hunt hell and earth to go find a nigga. You know what I'm saying? This is a millionaire, Russell Simmons, who's in Bali under you know I mean investigation, allegations, and all this stuff, and he's just chilling. Y'all ain't saying shit. You know what I'm saying? If R. Kelly was smart, he would he would have did the same thing. But sucks for him, man. Hopefully, he gets everything he deserves in there. Um. But on a more serious note, man, America is, yo, America is um is a hell of a place, man, a hell of a place, a sad place, a scary place, a place of opportunities, a place where you can come up, but also a place where, for for like a black man in America, it's one of the most scariest things, and I know that like sounds like a term that's overused, and maybe just a black man in any black, it's it's. In America, it's on 150, but I feel like even anywhere, Europe, Canada, being a black man, anywhere that you are not predominantly black, you are a fucking target and you are somebody who's always going to have people looking over their shoulder because of you, people going to have preconceived notions about you, just so much shit, you know what I'm saying? But um, all I'm saying all this to say, free Rodney Reed. Rodney Reed is a man in Texas who is on the death penalty, who's been on the death penalty for 21 years, who's been on the death, who's been on death row for 21 years, and so much, he's supposed to be executed this month, in November 2019, and so much evidence has been coming out right before his, his, um, his execution, and like, the type of evidence that's coming out is just, is just, it's just devastating, and He's still scheduled for execution. Um, a little backstory is Rodney Reed was a black man from Texas. I believe, let me see, I believe it's Dallas, Texas, um, who was charged with murdering a lady who was 19 at the time. Her name was, um, hold on, hold on, sorry about this, people. Okay, so he's from Austin, Texas, and he was... Charged with murdering Stacy Stitz or Stacy Stites, rest in peace to her. Um, Rodney Reed and Stacy Stites were having an affair. Stacy Stites was married to a cop. Um, his name was Jimmy Fennel. Um, it's just yo, this is what I mean about the world. The world is really sick because this guy was the primary suspect when this investigation took place it just kind of reminds me of like okay i'm gonna get to that but um this investigation took place um jimmy fennel who's her husband was the primary suspect and i guess they 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 found her body wherever they found her body she was murdered but before she was murdered she was raped strangled and beaten and only they didn't find any dna of jimmy's you know what i'm saying but he was a cop so i'm sure he knows how to to avoid leaving DNA and doing stuff like that. So I don't know what led to the other investigation that led to um, Rodney Reed, but 
you know, a black man, if you haven't done anything, you know what I'm saying, you might as well tell the truth instead of saying, yo, let me get my lawyer, you know what I'm saying, because that's just going to make cops weary, even though you probably should say that, because nowadays it's just fucked. I, he probably just said, should have said, get my lawyer. But Rodney Reed went in there, and he admitted to having a um, a, rela- a romantic relationship with Stacey Stitz and Stites. But during the trial, like, I guess because she was married or because he was black, I just, or maybe they didn't want to tarnish her name to be, like, the, that's the thing about this world, right? Imagine a woman, you know a woman's having an affair with this guy and she's married. You're her friend and you're cool with her having this affair. But now she's dead and you don't want to soil her name for decisions she was making. And now this young man is on trial and he's trying to tell the world, yo, look, I did not rape this lady if you find my DNA on her. It's because we were lovers and we we were together. And not one person co- would corroborate his story. Fast forward to 21 years later, Stacy Stites' cousin has come forward to say she thought it was Jimmy Fennell the whole fucking time. Don't, you're her cousin. You you let your your, your 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 family member you had this doubt in your mind and this this you know what I mean? This you had this feeling, and, and you never said nothing over twenty one years, and this man has been out in jail, and you didn't give a fuck, bro. Like what? What is going on with the world? Twenty one years, and that's your family. Like you, you weren't even letting your family you're trying to rest in peace. The wrong person has been convicted, and you're sitting on this. But the main testimony didn't just come from the cousin; it came from somebody who did time with Jimmy Fennell. It was an Aryan Brotherhood. Um, Member, for those that don't know, that's like some white supremacy, white supremacy shit in jail, in prison, where like they get like the swastika tatted on them. They go skinhead, they go bald, and if if you're white, you fuck with anything but whites, then you can't fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that just that's just telling to so see, because this cop went to jail. Jimmy Fennell went to prison for rape after, not for his wife, but for a separate rape. Rape. And what he do? He clicked up with the prison gang, the the Aryan Brotherhood Nation, because obviously, rape is not something that people take lightly in prison. So you want to get, you want to get down with the ga- the down with the down with the, with the guys. So, what does he do when he gets when he joins the Aryan Brotherhood? In order to gain trust, he tells these racist ass people that he killed his wife because she was a nigger lover. You know what I'm saying? And the main dude he told, who was official Aryan brother, and he doesn't have any reason to be telling. He's out of jail now. You know what I'm saying? This Aryan, Aryan Brotherhood guy is out of jail where he probably feels like, oh, I don't got to live by those rules no more. Uh, I don't know why he's trying to help a black man. You know what I mean? Because that's against everything they believe in. Um, But, yeah, he, he came forward and was like, yo, this dude told me that he killed his wife. And I didn't know who he was talking about until I saw this this man waiting to be executed and and the details matched up. You know what I'm saying? Do you know how crazy that is? Like, 21 years, and, man, I just, I'm, I'm praying for Rodney Reed, man, because, like, yo, that's a different type of strength, man. We saw it with the Santonio Brown. Like, when when people are really, when we, it's, it's crazy because you can't blame people like Khalif Browder. You know what I'm saying? You can't blame people like Corey Wise who've gone through so much stuff, and then you people say, yo, yo, he's messed up. You Can you blame him? Like, yo, really doing some shit, doing time for some shit you didn't do, you probably question God, question your family, question the world, question yourself. Like, it's like, yo, how could I be in here when I really didn't do the shit? Like, do you know how crazy that is? Like, 
when we're sitting outside in our in our nice homes on our couch, smoking weed, eating good food, looking at our phones and reading the story and listening to this podcast and like, yo, how can he be in jail and he didn't do nothing? But imagine really waking up in jail every day and you're like, yo, I really didn't do this shit. When you've done something, your your conscience will let you be satisfied. You probably won't want to be in jail, but you'll be like reflecting, yo. Next, when I come out, I'm going to be a better person. I'll never do this shit to land myself back in here. But when you really didn't do something and you're sitting to waiting to die, that's a different type of mental torture, man. Like, I pray for this guy, man. It's fucking crazy, man. And it's like, you don't get your life back. And he's still fighting an execution right now. Kim Kardashian had to tweet the may, um the governor of Texas, uh, Meek Mill. Everybody's tweeting, signing petitions. Santonia Brown signed a petition. But it's like, they're not saying nothing. Like, go into this trial and look. There's so many cases that like this, man. And it's really sad, bro. Like, it's sad. Like, this dude killed his own wife. And now this is the result that this man has to go through this. And and that's just, and they, he was the primary suspect. And that's just the, just like the, the Central Park Five. Nothing adds up. But you know what? Man, these black kids. And he was convicted by an all-white jury. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... I just don't get how police, like, yo, if you have a puzzle and you're making a puzzle, you can't just force pieces in there. If it doesn't fit, you got to find that right piece until you make your picture. You know what I'm saying? You can't just, yo, nah, the fuck, this is the piece. I'm going to make it fit. Yo, it's crazy how cops, yo, man, there's so many things in this world that I feel like that need to be revised. You know what I'm saying? Like, the medical system, going to the emergency room and waiting for five hours when you're dead ass in emergency. Um, cops that are not detectives, cops that are not really like this guy is a rapist. The cop Jimmy Fennel before, not even for, for raping his wife, he's a rapist. And this he he was a cop. You know what I'm saying? Do you know how counterproductive that is? Like, so what is the screening process? He's also a murderer. He killed his wife. You know what I'm saying? And this was a cop. And these are the guys that are driving around that hate black people. And then. And then we just, yo, it's it's really, it's a fucked up world, man. It's like, yo, I try not to ever buy into the stereotype, um, buy into certain things like say, yo, it, like, you know, the odds are against us. But in certain situations, the odds are really against black people, man. You know what I'm saying? There's, odds are against a lot of minorities, but you got to, like, people got to wake up, yo. If you, black people, we fucking, we fucking go through it, man. This guy, man, Rodney Reed, I'm praying for you, bro. I'm praying that you find strength and I'm praying that God delivers him, you know what I'm saying, and gets him off this, not even just get him off execution, get him out of prison, find a retrial, open a whole new investigation, get back on questioning Jimmy Fennell, get back into this. Like, how was the cousin coming after 21, 21 years, the cousin's coming through and saying, yo, I always thought it was this guy. Man, we got to do better as humans and like to really sit there, eat food, laugh, go on vacation, live life. And you know deep in your heart, yo, like, yo, there's a nigga in there. And I know for a fact that nigga didn't do it. And I haven't said nothing. Even if you if you cleared your conscience and you came to the police and you you put up a fight and like, yo, he didn't do it. I think this person did it. Reopen the investigation. And you tried your best. There's a difference than sitting on something for 21 years and letting somebody just go through some shit like that, man. That's so unfortunate for that brother, man. I pray for him. And I hope that he can get out and... Live the best life you can live after somebody who lost that, that many years of life. You know what I'm saying? So if you can, sign the, sign the petition. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're Canadian, you can sign it. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to him, man. Prayers up to him. And hopefully everything goes straight and smooth with his life and 
a situation. Uh, power, man. Power. I'm so disappointed in 50 Cent, man. Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent. And like, because when you go on 50's Instagram, like, after a power episode, he'd be like, yo, I told y'all, best show on TV. But it's like, yo, I've literally, like, that last episode, that the mid-season finale was the last straw, bro. That was the last straw, bro. Like, that was the most... Yes, it was a very interesting episode, but it's like, yo, we didn't watch Power for the show to just go to shit, bro. The shit that Ghost was asking... Ghost lost his mind that episode. That whole episode was telling everybody that nothing is going to stop me. Nobody's going to stop me, Dasha. Nobody's going to stop me. You're not going to get in my way of this. Like, yo, that's all you heard this whole episode. Um, It's just like for a, a show that... Uh, like, yo, man, like... 50s from the streets, this nigga goes really has political aspirations. And that should be every street street guy's um, dream, to get up out the streets and go legit. But the way this nigga, like, he's still being a street nigga. No, he's still being a politician. He's being a full-on politician who's ready to f- propose his love to to Cam- Cam- Camilla. I don't know what her name is, the lady who 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 works on the, on, on the campaigns. Um... But he, at, at any given moment, he's backing out guns on the mafia nigga. Like, the mafia guy was like, yo, Ghost, I just seen you on TV. I wouldn't expect you out here doing your dirty work. Man, it's just, it's just like, how can this... Fam, like, the show got so... Like, yo, he's not running for councilman. Ghost is running for deputy governor of New York State. Do you guys understand what that means? Like... Okay, there's the White House, which is the capital of America, or the federal building, where everybody, like, you know, but when, when we start to break ship down by states, yo, I don't know any names of any other, besides the governor of, of um, California when it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't know any other governor's name. I know, and maybe Governor of Florida, which is Al Gore at one time, but I know the names of governors from New York, New York, the Giuliani's, the Cuomo's, and... All those, all those names, you know what I'm saying? You know those names because New York's that's such a powerful position to be in charge of New York State. You're about to give Ghost a criminal who was just... Yes, he was... Yo, fam, they're showing him on the news. They're talking about Ghost, um, successful owner of Truth Nightclub from Queens. Um, what's the word they use? Um, what's the fucking word they use when... Not, not, I don't want exonerated of, of, of the killing of FBI agent. Like, even though somebody was exonerated, just that stigma of a person about to run for deputy governor who killed, just having that stain that you were involved in something with killing an FBI agent, like, even though you did not do it, there's just no way anybody's going to want you in any political position, fam. Like, the show is so unrealistic. It's so fucking crazy. They're at dinner. Or lunch with the lady, and the lady just straight up telling Ghost, like, no, no QCP? I'll drop him right now. I'll drop him. Bro, man, that show, that show, like, that show. And then Ghost gets up and goes back to his neighbor. And now we've never heard one thing about Ghost's father till episode 10 of season 7 or season 6. Ghost's father was killed for snitching, for calling the cops. 
You never heard this. They just want to throw that in there. Bro, this show is so fucked. This show is so fucked. That could have been a big part of the show to show what... what we never knew why ghosts were on the streets living at Tommy's house and sneaking into Angie's house. We didn't know why. They never once said this shit. You see Tasha's mom, they never mentioned anything about ghost mom. They, like the show, the show, man. I don't know. I don't know. It hurts that it's, it's hurt. I'm I'm still watching. Don't get me wrong. It's coming back on in January. I'm still watching. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't I don't think like, man. Um there's a part in the show where Dre, yo, okay, man, Sax, okay, let's start with Sax, Cooper Sax, the dirtiest cop, this, this, this is another aspect because which I, I can't agree with because cops are dirty, cops do a lot of shit that's not by the book to get there, to get who they want to apprehend, but are you telling me every time you're, like, yo, there's, I don't know, the, 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 the head guy at the ASUSA, the attorney general's office, he literally tells them, stay off St. Patrick. This other girl was not even in their district. She's only working on the case of Raymond Jones. For those that watch Power, because some of you may end up be like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about, man? But there's this cop, I think her name is Blanca or whatever. She is only here working on the case of who killed Detective Raymond Jones, and she is now running a full-blown case on Ghost and his whole family and his whole enterprise of who killed Terry Silver with a rogue cop in, in Agent Sachs. I don't know, man. Show's gone to shit. So, show's gone to shit, man. There was, that, there was a scene where it's all out in the open that this cop that brought Sachs, who's, who's not a cop anymore because... They relieved him of his duties because he was a crooked cop and he, he got caught for being crooked. They're in the interrogation room. Sachs has his lawyer and the other cop is there with the boss of the AUSA. I don't know, attorney generals. I don't know what they are. The, I don't know what they are, to be honest, but they're cops slash lawyers. And this guy has so much integrity, so much integrity. Like from the beginning of this episode, from the beginning he came into the show, he has not bent his rules once. Yes, he's in a predicament right now, but I feel like, yo, he's not a he's not a guy that's gonna bend his rules. All of a sudden, nigga gets in a tight spot. Instead of arresting Saxon or other lady, nigga goes to the judge and tries to lie on, on ghost. Pulls out the phone. The judge is like, yo, this is not a strong enough case. What does the cop what does the cop go and do? She goes to Dre, who's in jail, who calls her because Ghost had already got a burnt. Man, I'm, I'm, yeah, this show, man. I'm, I don't know, man. Let's just keep watching, bro. If you know what's going on, end of the day, Ghost got shot. I'm gonna just put it like that. They, the episode ended with Ghost getting shot because Ghost was telling his son to return himself in for a murder, telling his son that yo, we'll get you into boot camp, and that if I get into the into the governor's office, I can get you a good deal. Like, this is just the, the show is just yo, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. This this is on some Game of Thrones, how they're trying to end this season six. This is bad. This is really bad from Power, man. It's disappointing to know that 50 keeps coming on on Instagram and saying and promoting it. Like, it's a difference when you lie. You know what I'm saying? I can't I couldn't lie. I'll just not say nothing, man. I couldn't be just lying saying this. I would just say, yo, power, y'all did y'all get did y'all catch the episode? But like to say it's the greatest shit on TV. Like they they tried to copy the snowfall ending. It was just it was a lot. It was a lot, man. But to be honest, Ghost got shot, 
And something about it just doesn't tell me Ghost is dead. Like, I don't believe he's dead. So I believe that him getting shot was all, that whole episode was for nothing. They're going to continue with Ghost in the next episode. That's what I believe. You know what I'm saying? So we invested. We're going to keep watching. We're going to keep, keep watching. Um, Solange wrote, is getting a divorce. And this was causing a big tift on, on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Um, from the people, you know, from the fellas. You know what I'm saying? The fellas weren't having it. They're like, oh, I don't know. Nobody, there's no reports that say Solange is cheating. Solange wrote a long paragraph in her spiritual way with the words that she uses, you know what I mean? Cleansing, lifeless, and loving, eternal soul, and, you know, Neo, all those words. And somehow niggas on Twitter got the got it that she was cheating on her man, and that's why she got a divorce. Apparently, there's some white guy that there's pictures of Solange, Solange being out with. There's no confirmation, but when the confirmation comes, we will roast Solange. Because if she was getting at Jay-Z in that elevator, like, like she was, putting hands on him, we will roast her. You know what I'm saying? If she was cheating, we would, we would not let her live it down. We will not. We will not. But if there's no evidence right now, we can't, we can't, just, can't just say she was cheating. You know what I'm saying? But if, if, if it is, then that is some hypocritical shit. You out here putting paws on niggas, and it's not, you're not even the wife? And you doing the same? Nah, come on. Nah. But there's no proof, so we can't say that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, leave that at that. Some sad, I don't want, I'm not gonna call it sad news, but I've just kind of like, I've kind of like, I don't want to say gave up, but I've kind of, um, I've kind of just like, I haven't got my, my hopes aren't up no more, man. When it comes to this particular person, Kodak Black, he's just, he is who he is, man. And for somebody who's like, I always say, who's so lyrical, who's so smart with his words, and the message, the messages he preaches in his music, he does not follow. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, how could you know such great things that could help you ex um, navigate through life and not and not use them for yourself? You know what I'm saying? Kodak said, "Life, life ain't a gift. Life, life ain't wrapped with a bow, but it's still a gift, though." You know what I'm saying? Life ain't wrapped with a a bow, but it's still a gift, though. It's still, it's just a blessing, it's just to be here. You know what I'm saying? And he got into a fight in prison or in jail with another inmate, and somehow the 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 COs, the guards, tried to break up the fight, and somehow Kodak kicked the guard in his balls, and the guard had to have surgery on his balls. You know what I'm saying? Immediate surgery on his balls. Like I don't know what that is, what type of damage that is, man. But apparently, he's already looking at eight years. You know what I'm saying, and an assault on a CO, and that does that seems like bodily harm. When you when you when a nigga's balls get surgery, surgery like if they can't have kids and shit, like Kodak, what are you doing? Like Atlantic, like he, I know he's still making the money because he's Kodak. Like, you know what I mean? Like he was on Gucci's album. Um, his music probably still streaming. Probably still got new music, unreleased music. But bro, man, like you're supposed to do better than this, man. You don't you don't want to have to go through what Gucci went through to be a new Gucci. You know what I'm saying? So. It's unfortunate, man. So for still got the South Carolina um, sexual assault case. Like, it's just sad to see a man so successful just literally going through these downfalls. These these are demons that are bothering this man. These are demons, man. So pray, you just gotta pray for him and hope he can just figure it out, man. Like, yo, you, the judge will really throw a book at you, bro. Like, the judge will really throw a book at you. People gotta stop thinking and this isn't real. Like, you are a celebrity and all that, but. A judge will do that to you, Kodak, man. So, what's up, man? He got to wise up. But um, 
before I start talking about ball and sports, you know what I mean? Because there was some good UFC in boxing over the weekend. But uh, I want to talk about this Harry Tubman movie that a lot of people on Twitter, I haven't watched it yet. And it's actually crazy because I didn't know about it. I knew it was coming out, but I didn't know it was out. You know what I'm saying? I found out it was out on Twitter when I seen black Twitter just, just like tearing this movie apart. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm going to have to see. But the reasons that I saw black Twitter tearing it apart was... They were valid reasons, if it is true. Um, man, it's like, well, I don't know, because I haven't seen the movie, but I, but this makes me interested. I'm going to go see it. Um, it's a, People are saying that basically it's a, they kind of made Harriet Tubman a villain. You know what I'm saying? They try to make her look like the bad guy and make the slave owners look more understood and show show... Black people as slave catchers. They didn't. They said they rarely had a lot of white people as the slave catchers. They were they were using the black people to show that obviously it was black people helping. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to paint a picture, a different picture as to what slavery was. You know what I'm saying? I, I, this is crazy. I can't. I haven't watched this, so I haven't seen this. You know what I mean? So I can't really say. But I'm gonna watch it for the next podcast and let y'all know. But the way they're describing it, everybody's saying bad things about it. You know what I'm saying? Um. A white slave owner as the ultimate savior of the whole film. You know what I'm saying? People are saying that there's a white slave owner who's who looks like he's the he's the savior, even though black people are being are in captivity. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's crazy. I don't know. And it's like I'm gonna try and watch it on my box because I'm not gonna support it if people are saying that it, it it's not depicted right and it's not a accurate. Story, you know what I'm saying? Harriet Tubman, I haven't, I, I didn't read the whole thing, but we went over that in school when I was in America. You know what I'm saying? The Underground Railroad and how many people she say she freed maybe like 750 to 1,000 slaves, which is a lot. You know what I'm saying? So they just, I don't know. I'm going to watch it and get get back to y'all. But if that if they did do that, man, they just got to chill with the black movies, man. If they're not going to tell the story right, just don't tell it at all. That's actually crazy to have. Because Harriet Tubman, this is a woman who built an underground railroad to Canada, you know what I'm saying, and was coming back in and out, in and out to, to get slaves. You know how dangerous that was in that time, you know what I'm saying, as a woman, you know what I'm saying, she had a mission. So for this story not to be told right, even though I haven't seen it, but, but it was a lot of people, and it wasn't like they was clowning on the movie trying to say it was low budget. They Everybody's story had the same consistency, saying that, yo, this this is a, like an apologetic movie, trying to make white people feel more better about themselves, you know what I'm saying? That, that's very unfortunate if that is true. And like, apparently, I, I just, I don't know. They're literally saying at the ending of the movie, Harriet Tubman is saved by her white, her former white slave master and she's being chased by a black guy. Like, what what are we doing? Like, that's a disgusting, disgusting, nasty way for Hollywood to, you know what I mean, to, to tell the story. But, yo, that's why we got to, we got to look up to Tyler Perry now, man. We got to make hope, like that studio, I seen he had Will Smith, Eddie Murphy, um, they were shooting two separate movies. You know what I'm saying? I think Bad Boys 2 was being shot and then Eddie Murphy and some was shooting his own shit and they was all in Tyler Perry shit. You know what I'm saying? So we need we need we need more black people to take over and take over our things, you know what I'm saying? Um like Birth of a Nation, you know what I'm saying? I can't remember his name right now, but he did his own film. We need we gotta have black people telling black stories. Spike Lee told Malcolm X story. Thank God he did. You know what I'm saying? Could you imagine if somebody else he let some we let somebody else tell that story? And you never know what it what it would have turned out like, um, yeah. So that's that's unfortunate. But um, 
I'm gonna I'm get in some basketball though because the NBA has been treating us really good, man. Um, this this is gonna be one of the best seasons in a long time because it's we've been we've been so used to just uncompetitive basketball with, with the Raptors winning the championship. It just kind of it really broke a mold and shook up the league in a way that the the the, the death of a dynasty like the Golden State Warriors are no more. You know what I'm saying? Not to say it's the Raptors that really did it, but the the whole series of events, whether it's the Clay, the Clay Thompson injury or the Kevin Durant coming out to play, popping his Achilles, you know what I'm saying? Just everything that unfolded in that last that last chunk of the season last year, like it really affected this season really a lot. You know what I'm saying? LeBron got got hurt and didn't play. You know what I'm saying? He was he wasn't in the, in the playoffs. Uh, that had him rested and motivated for this season. Um, it's just it's just wild out there right now, man. Golden State Warriors are down to like to Draymond Green's out and he has a finger injury. Steph's out for three months. He broke his hand. Clay's out with ACL. And there's no point in Clay even coming back this season because everybody was like, yo, er, during the season, when the season started, you know, everybody's like, yo, the Warriors are going to be okay once Clay comes back. They got D'Angelo Russell. They got Steph and they got Draymond. No, they got the same core a bit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But what's the point of rushing Clay back? Even if his ACL heals, just just rehab, bro. Just just practice on your shit. Just keep practicing your shot. Don't even get on the court. You are playing th- with nobodies. The, the Warriors literally are playing with nobody. Steve Kerr must be going through a nightmare. Like Steve Kerr has probably the best um, percentage of an NBA coach in NBA history. I'm pretty sure. Like his team won 73, 73, went 73 and nine once. The year before that, they were like 60-something. They've never been under 50, 50 wins, I don't think. So it's like he probably has the best record. But this year, he's going to learn the humbling of Steve Kerr is going to happen this year, man. Like he's going to be humbled. And it's going to make him probably appreciate the game in a whole different way. Because he, he's not somebody who's oblivious to it. He always says, like, we've, we've been playing with house money. We've always been – he always said that, like, yo, what we were doing was unreal. Like having Kevin Durant, Clay, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, like on one team – it was unreal, and he knew that. But now he's getting humbled out there, man. But I think I think it actually works well for them to build this core that they're trying. If you if you have D'Angelo Russell, who's probably going to end up not playing much because he probably end up playing sixty games this year. There's no point in really putting him out there with these with the guys that that they have on the team. You know what I'm saying? Because they're really like I'm, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read their roster to be honest. The only guy who's a bright spot is this. I think his name's Eric. Eric Paschal, like he dropped 39 against uh, against the Blazers. You know what I'm saying? They actually beat the Blazers. Dame was playing. Um, CJ was playing. He actually dropped 34, I mean. Um, but, yeah, like he's he's a bright spot. But if the Warriors are smart, man, you just make sure all your stars. Don't don't bring Steph back. Let Steph get his rest. You guys have been running, the, going deep in the finals year after year after year. Deep in the playoffs, I mean, year after year. Your body needs that rest. You guys just rest. Come back with a new energy. Probably have a, a lottery pick. By next year, they'll probably be in like top five. Like they're gonna lose a lot this year. You know what I'm saying? They're literally about to play Russ and, and James Harden tomorrow. Like it doesn't matter. Steph's not out there. It doesn't matter that um, Clay's not out there and Draymond's not out there. I expect the Rockets to fucking beat them into the ground. This is a team that was stopping you from getting to the play um to the finals year after year, embarrassing you guys. And you already know Russ and the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Steph's not out there, but. Steph kind of escaped. Steph kind of escaped this beating. If you really, if you really think about it, like Steph was going to be out here getting challenged by every point guard 
know what I'm saying? Everybody he gave those beats to, you know what I'm saying, put that whooping on, and he never got to receive it because he had so many other guys on his team. A lot of guys were gunning for him this year. LeBron was coming for him. Russ was coming for him. Kyrie was coming for him. A lot of niggas was coming for him. Chris Paul was coming for him. So for Steph, obviously, I'm not, I, I'm not saying Steph wants to get his hand broken, but there was a lot of defeat and embarrassments coming. I mean, niggas circled their calendar. Like, you was out here shimmying, pulling up from half court on niggas. niggas. Niggas remember that shit. Niggas got kids, bro. You doing this in front of niggas' families, man? Like, <laughs> Steph be embarrassing niggas, man. But, um, yeah, man. Um, then you got the Lakers. Lakers are looking good, man. Lakers are looking good. Um, LeBron's had his third triple-double in a row. I think he's the first Laker to do that in over 26 years. They look good. They look good. They didn't look good against the Clippers, but they look good against everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So uh, until I see them against the Clippers again with Paul George, because Clippers don't even have Paul George yet. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball game. You know what I'm saying? So that's something I think the league's forgetting because the Clippers are that good and Kawhi is that good. We haven't even factored in that Paul George isn't back. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be, it's going to, the league's going to get really, really interesting. Um, My boy Kyrie's been balling. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's expected. Um I think this is gonna be his MVP year. His team record is not doing is not too great right now. But I think I think they're gonna get it get it together and go on like a ten game winning streak. They just gotta figure things out. Um but he's he's sharing the ball. He's man, Kyrie's playing amazing, man. He's literally he I wish Swan was here because Swan used to talk so much shit about my boy, but this is the player I always said he was. He's Kyrie Irving has literally grown into a point guard out there. Like, yes, he's still a, a scoring guard, but he's really running the show. He's averaging 7.7 .7 assists, 6.1 rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Shooting 38% from three, 47% from the field, man. 92% from the three, the free throw line. Like, all he needs to do is elevate his team record, keep getting wins. They've been in a lot of close games. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the games have been close, but they got to win. And once they win, man, MVP year, it's going to be between him, LeBron, and probably Giannis. Um, I, I don't know who else. It could be Kawhi, but Kawhi is, Kawhi is really doing load management. He's already sat out like three games this year. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that will always stop him from getting the MVP. If he really wants it, then – but if um, but Kawhi is from the San Antonio school of thought where he's probably thinking like, yo, I'm thinking about playoffs. I'm thinking about finals. And he doesn't seem like a guy that really cares. You know what I'm saying? Because if he really cared about the MVP, he'd probably play 75 games and he'd get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Bron's averaging 11 assists. Like, this this season is going to be something. I'm telling you. Nobody's understand, Nobody's taking it in, but it's going to be a special season because it's competitive. Teams that were shit aren't – they're still shit, but they're, they're, they're gunning. Like, the Phoenix Suns, they've been shit for so long that talent is starting to finally come together. Like, they beat the Philadelphia 76ers, and they, at that time – 76ers were the only unbeaten team in the league. You know what I'm saying? The Suns, the Suns, Suns been looking good out there. Um, DeAndre Ayton got suspended for um, violating the league's doping program. I don't know what he did or what he took, but when he gets back, Suns are gonna be nice. Suns is five and two. They're third in the league right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, Lakers is first six and one. Clippers is five and two. Um, Raptors is four and two. Raptors is looking good. Raptors is looking good, man. I'm not going to lie to you. OG is somebody I've always been criti critical of, and he's starting to show me. Like, on the offensive, offensive end, he's showing a lot. He's not fully there like Pascal was coming this year, like how he started last year. But on the defensive end, 
yeah, he's going to be that guy that can guard Kawhi, guard Paul George, take those assignments in. If the Raptors get one more player, like one more good player to add to this core that they have, because Siakam's on the rise, they got to get rid of Marc Gasol. He, he's washed. Like, giving him that $25 million, I don't even, I, I'm, Kawhi, Kawhi was probably like, yo, y'all think Mark is going to keep me here? Like, Kawhi's like, yo, I'll give him Mark money, I'm out. Like, Mark, Mark Gasol is washed right now. And that's, that's an understatement. Like, he looks really bad out there, bro. Um, just slow and just, but that's what I'm saying. He played, he won a ring, went into deep in the, in the finals, and he wants to go play for Team Spain. You know what I'm saying? That's not, I'm not hating on him and knocking him for playing for his national country, but bro, you, you, you're up there in age to be playing in the Olympics and after just winning the ring, going deep in the playoffs and coming back to the season. Like, I don't think you, it's a young man's game. You can't be doing that. Like, you look, you look like you've been through some shit out there, man. Um, yeah. That's that, man. Uh, over the weekend, Canelo Alvarez beat up, um, not beat up, what's wrong with me? He knocked out Kovalev, um, which is which is amazing because he went up and wait. He went up and wait to, to take this fight and knocked him out in the 11th round. He was just outboxing him, outclassing him. It's unfortunate. It's not like he's the first one to do it. Andre Ward did it too. Andre Ward's retired now, but Kovalev looks like the guy that people just go up and wait and just start beating his ass. Like, it doesn't show it shows that you're really you're a great boxer but you're not elite because how are these guys you've been dominating you've been in this weight class dominating and these guys just keep coming up to your weight class and just dealing with you like nah bro that um that's not a good look for you um but it really hurts that canelo's great canelo's amazing only loss he has on his record is to floyd and all it sucks that people will really forget that's how history works people canelo's still young like he's in his prime Triple G is not in his prime anymore. Triple G is probably like 36, 37 maybe. By the time they're going to fight again for, for round three, Canelo's going to knock him out and beat the shit out of him. And people will all tell themselves in the back of their head that the first two fights, that it wasn't, it wasn't close at all, that Canelo won. But, but that's just how boxing works, man. He's old now. You know what I'm saying? But um, Canelo's amazing. That was a great fight. Um, I think Anthony Joshua's fight's coming up just now. Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz in Dubai or no Saudi Arabia. So look out for that, man. But um, yeah, man, I think I think that's it. Nothing really else happened. You know what I'm saying? But um I just wanna say, like I always say, I appreciate you guys, man. Stay safe out there. Um, knock your goals down, man. All you gotta do is just it's all a mind state, man. Nobody's better than the next man. We just gotta work as hard as we can, you know what I'm saying? So Put some faith into it. Um, it's your boy E. It's, it's Terrell. God bless.